0: Hi, this is Dr. Kimberly Linnert, and you're listening to Incredible Life Creator Podcast. My guest today is Rebecca Dalmas. Rebecca Dalmas is a consultant for Techno Tutor. Her mission is to self-empower parents, children, and the community, and to build a strong character in children. This means developing critical and creative thinking skills. Welcome to the podcast, Rebecca. Hi,
1: thank you for having me, Kimberly. It's yeah. awesome to be here. And you're from the beautiful Massachusetts area. Yes, I live way out on Cape Cod. It's like living on an island Mm -hmm. in the middle of the ocean. (laughs) Sounds wonderful.
0: (laughs) So why don't we start out by you telling us a little bit about you, where you started out, where you grew up, and
1: how you got to be where you are today. Hmm, In a nutshell, uh, well, my father was a journalist. So there was a lot of language in my home. And I became a very avid reader. I mean, I remember. In the third grade, he bought me Stuart Little and uh, Charlotte's Web. Uh-huh. And to me, they were treasures. Yes. <laughs> I, I just, At that age, I really took off in reading. So I've always read a lot. And I continue to read after college. And it's evidently known that only 10% of college graduates continue to read after college. I was one of those people that kept reading. So I also studied music. I have a a BFA in violin performance. I was mostly a chamber orchestra player. So I could sight read music very well. I was pretty highly trained. And the third cultural thing is my mother was a painter. So I I know how to draw, I don't do it, but I was trained in that. So it was really a lot of the arts. (laughs) So I, in the years of uh, being a professional violinist, mostly performing in small chamber groups, I had some young students that I taught, and what I noticed with them was that when I had structurally set them and they were secure in the mechanisms of the violin, which took a lot of metronome work and breaking things down, they when that was set, they would really start to fly. And it's like you could see something in them open up and they were self-generating and starting to process all the movements and like motivating themselves forward. And it was an, an awesome thing that I noticed and I thought, you know, that's really cool. So fast forward, when I was 38, I'm 58 now, my husband suddenly died. And I had a seven and nine-year-old, so I thought, well, I have to change my life. What else do I love? I thought, you know, I really like those moments with seeing children open up, and I love to read, you know. (laughs) So I went back to school, and I'm certified in elementary ed, and I have a master's of education in reading. So hence, I went into the classroom and it was one day in a classroom, my orchestra mind came forward and I had my degrees and I'm in this fourth grade class and I'm looking out at this orchestra and I'm suddenly like, wait, they don't know the notes. Yet there's so many behavioral things going on, so many emotional things. And I have to backtrack at some point, just at the end of my music career, I was made a concert mistress for a small chamber orchestra. And I had the thought, you know, now that I'm here, why did it take so long? I mean, I was so emotional on that journey. Again, it's that same thing of, you know, being secure in the structural means. You know, I could really see what that would do. So I'm in front of this fourth grade class. And I'm like, wait a minute. They don't know the words. I mean, if you, and it, ironically, the reading research stands behind all of this. The better your vocabulary, the better your word recognition skills, the better your reading ability in all areas of your life. So you have to see us like a computer. If your computer is very badly organized, then you're going to have a hard time sorting through everything in the computer, reading what's going on within you, reading what's going on around you because your desktop is gonna be completely filled up. So that's gonna make you insecure because you're gonna miss the things the teachers are saying. You're gonna be worrying about what your friends think about you. So in the research and reading, children that have a well-developed vocabulary from those first seven years, those fundamental foundational years, always do better in school. And according to your vocabulary, your relationships last longer, you make more money in your life, And overall, you live longer. So I'm like, wait, the kids don't know the notes. So how can I, if you look at the media today, how can I rebuild these children, getting the words in without pictures so they have that centered structure so they can come out like I'd seen in the music? And that led me to TechnoTutor.
0: Okay, so why don't you explain a little bit what TechnoTutor is?
1: Well, and if to just be technical about it, it's called an accelerated learning tool, which means you use all your senses to integrate the words. You don't have to think about them. It's like how you tie your shoe. Once you know how to tie your shoe or once you know how to ride a bike, you know it so well you don't have to think about it. So if you had the opportunity to systematically really practice your words and have clear definitions, you're going to do really well in school. I mean, what does that mean in behavior? I mean, if your child's in class and they come to class and they don't have to think about the language, they are not gonna look around the room hoping someone else raises their hand when the teacher asks a question. They're gonna hear it, process it effectively, their hand's gonna go right up, they're gonna be able to communicate. So that's gonna feel good because you can actually, There's room in your desktop to practice what's being painted abstractly, Mm -hmm. but also build relationships within that in, in relation to all your experiences, which is what we all begin to do as we get older Mm -hmm. because we start figuring this out. But imagine if you could build in a clear vocabulary from day one and if we look at it since, I mean, if only 10% of the population is reading after college, we all need more work on our words. We have to work on our words like a musician works on their notes. So it's an accelerated learning tool that uh, improves your focus. It's like a metronome. You narrow the focus, you integrate the word through accelerated learning, which is all your senses. It goes directly into your long-term memory and It's stored there like a clean placeholder of information. So then you're allowed through communication to structure yourself, which allows your natural presence or spatial ability to really assimilate and associate what's in front of you in practical ways. Is that that too much? Am I getting too
0: complicated? (laughs) What I'm understanding is if you don't know the notes, you definitely can't play a melody. You right. don't know the words then you have no tool to even communicate how you're feeling or thinking or even if you understand something and, and you might not understand you, what other people are saying
1: yeah and it inhibits you from from conceptualizing effectively so you're going to have a lot of protective behaviors mm. because you're insecure yeah and when you're doing that you're shutting yourself down with beliefs and you're not opening up your chest and processing yeah it's a, that's like what i saw in the children with the music so it's it's a tool like sports they put cones on a field to narrow the focus to delineate the space to make it more specific so you know how to focus and direct yourself do mm-hmm. so you practice you know directing yourself so it's kind of an inversion of all this techno tutor is an accelerated learning tool that's a focus builder that allows families to really structurally build in a good vocabulary.
0: Wow so um, what I'm hearing over and over is that when the person has this skill then they have you know better self-esteem more confidence So um, can you share, I know you've been working with children for years. Can you share um, a story of someone and what, what changes you saw?
1: Uh, I'll, I'll share the story of one of my first clients. It was, the girl was in third grade. She was very verbal, but she wasn't doing very well in school. Very vivacious girl. You would not think that she would have problems with vocabulary, but she wasn't doing well in school. And, you know, You can see just, well, so she started using the tool. When I did the presentation with her and her family, she sat there doing it for a while. I was with them for four hours. And then suddenly her father had her start up, you know, using the words she'd been practicing. And he saw immediately how secure she was in using the words. And she sits up and she says, You know, dad, I love this. He's like, Why do you love it? She goes, Because I get to do it myself. Because the parents can, you know, keep an eye on it all and help build in the behaviors. But so many of our children are so micromanaged. And they actually like these simple things, these simple schedules and things you do a little bit every day that have amazing results. So, they bought the tool and i worked with them and i saw them a year later and and he said she did great this year did so well in school and they were calmer so there's another client i have the girl was uh diagnosed as adhd and she wasn't doing well in school and the behavior at home wasn't too great so i worked with them for a while i was told at the end of last summer that she got 100 on every single spelling test except one where she missed one word and she did it herself.
0: Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. So. It's
1: an amazing, it's an amazing tool. We've had adults use it as well. People that uh, are having to change their line of business or they've, uh, another client had to face a lot of legal Work and in a certain situation, and they all said, You know, if I hadn't had this tool, I wouldn't have made it through.
0: Wow. So, um, mm-hmm. and are the, the words they're learning, are they are just in the, you know, basic day to day vocabulary that most of the people are speaking, or is it specific yes. to different areas?
1: The tool is organized, it's got K through 12, all grade specific according to our present system. Uh, For some people that uh, might know this, uh, you have site word lists and every state or every county has a different system. So, I mean, here in Massachusetts, I think they use Rebecca Sitton in a lot of places. There's Dolce uh, word lists. So the tool already has all of these loaded into the program, but you can also make your own word lists. So altogether, it has all the K through 12 words you need through the first three years of college and beyond. And that's over 20,000 words. It also has Spanish and law and all the science words you need to pass the medical exam for um, the Harvard medical system.
0: That is expensive. (laughs) I've been to medical school. There's a lot
1: of words. (laughs) yeah well it's it's we go to school and we study these textbooks and we learn these vocabularies, and then we can communicate effectively within them. Mm-hmm. so it would make sense if you really know the vocabulary and you know it so well, like riding a bike or tying your shoes, you don't have to think about it. What is going to happen to your conceptual ability?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, when things are automated, so you can actually be using your brain to build things to create things to manipulate things, rather than trying to use it to just remember, what did that word mean?
1: Right, okay, right. we are
0: talking about?
1: Getting and you, open up, you open up your spatial sense to processing just improves exponentially. I mean, I like to say, we know that young children have a rapid learning ability. So it's a natural learning ability. Imagine opening that back up.
0: Okay. Yeah. Actually, that was one of my questions is that, you know, why don't we just naturally do this? You know, why don't we
1: just naturally do this? Right. Right. Well, I think a lot of it, if you want to go a little deeper and I've looked at this within myself, so I can actually talk about my own personal experiences. I mean, our world it's my mother just, she's 82. And she said, I remember when I was a kid, you only watched the Lawrence Welk show and some other show in the evening. That was the extent of television. Mm -hmm. And my husband's mother, who's in her 90s now, and she's still alive, she remembers having to get up in the morning and walk to get milk and butter. So if you think about the amount of information we're facing today, it's exponential. Mm -hmm. So we as adults, how well do we really know our words? And what are we giving to our children that absorb everything? And then you have this world today where there's exponential amounts of information coming at us. So do we wonder why we have attention disorders? Are we really effectively processing things? So vocabulary, if anything, is so important today. It structures us and allows us to process things more effectively and then you build that self esteem and then you're not afraid to feel to try new things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I hope that answered the question. I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah, it
0: did. And you know, we have people now who are in public schools, private schools, home um, do you think our education systems are adequate the way they are? And now really a lot of homeschools. <laughs> <I know. laughs> But uh, in general, when things are like normal, um, our education systems, are are children being taught what they need to be taught in school?
1: I think some of, you know, nothing is ever all bad. I think some of the basics are necessary. uh, But if our parents are from a different generation and if we are not reading with ease, and given that we're in an age of a lot more information coming at us, I think there's a great need for this tool and to understand how important building your vocabulary is in a simple, systematic way. It's something you just do a little bit every day and it, it produces a lot of change if you do it consistently. So given that information is changing so quickly and our schools may not be able to, to teach us you know, what's being discovered, mm-hmm. if you learn that with ease and you've got that vocabulary, conceptually when that new thing comes along, you're gonna be able to meet it with ease. So you'll maintain a kind of changeability that young children have in that rapid learning ability. Mm-hmm. And the other thing about schools is um, you know they're there to to teach a set body of information the fundamentals and they do it through thinking through memory so they don't really have time to make sure that you understand or that you have or that you've integrated all the words mm-hmm. and if you come in and you don't have a good foundation in the language you're going to fall behind and it's they the numbers show this if you're up into the third grade you're learning to read. And then there's a switch in reading to learn. Mm -hmm. So if you're not, you know, fluid within this, you just fall further and further behind. And it's known that when you can't communicate effectively, you get frustrated. We all do. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Then you lash out and then you create problems for yourself that take a long time to sort out. So, vocabulary it's like you are the words you know it's really important you have to know the notes mm-hmm.
0: yeah that makes sense and you know I know that um, many teachers in the last few years have been pressured to teach to the test you know, right they're just teaching kids to memorize things that after the test they don't remember it doesn't right. add to their life um, how is when they use the uh, techno tutor To learn this vocabulary how is it that it that is internalized compared to you know just memorizing things
1: well if you're memorizing things you're constantly thinking so you don't really have time to conceptualize really and it's also the pace at which it moves because the teacher has to reach to all the different levels so she may leave some words out and then you don't have the words the vocabulary and the teachers can't make sure you know the words so you're pushing everything through thinking i mean you know abstracting is not a bad thing but too much water or too little water is not good for you it has to be balanced you need you need real experiences so how many of us like some children will read a lot but it's all up here they can't communicate it right so Accelerated learning is really important to understand because you're integrating things through the senses. You're speaking the words, you're saying the words, you're writing the words. Mm -hmm. So that when you see those pictures being painted, you're not having to suddenly move yourself in a way that you've never moved yourself before. Mm -hmm. You're not only doing it up in your head. So like tying a shoe when you actually do it, you really know it. So in terms of language, it's really knowing the words. This is a little tricky because we're so used to abstracting only. So that's a tricky point to understand. Yeah, and what does that mean? You have to experience it. So one of the things we do with TechnoJudor is always have a presentation where you experience this difference. Because I can talk till we're blue in the face and bring up a lot of research. <laughs> it's going to go one in one ear and out the other.
0: But that makes total sense to me because I know as a child, I was very shy. So. I didn't talk much um i always had a book in my hand and i had a great vocabulary but i wasn't speaking the
1: vocabulary i wasn't using the vocabulary it was lost in translation from being up in your head to really generating it
0: exactly so that distinction made perfect sense to me so, um, so do you think that doing this would help someone as far as when they're coming out of school and they're deciding on a career? How How is this? Um, yes,
1: absolutely. Uh, we've had uh, in Canada, there was a mature woman who was, I think she was working in finance and she had to face some lawsuit in relation to her work and she was very nervous about it. She'd never, I mean, maybe she did a lot of her work but you know, in, in the paper world. So she bought TechnoTutor and integrated, you know, even the language she knew from her profession. And she, she looked at some emotional things and, you know, how to speak to a judge. And she integrated all these words. These case, cases, she said, usually go on and drag out for months. She was through everything in the first day. The judge said, I'd never, you've spoken so clearly and concisely that I believe that you really did what you were supposed to do. the end of the day, the case was over.
0: Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> that's really amazing.
1: Yeah, it is. And um, I've worked with children When I first got the tool, I actually bought it for myself. I didn't think I was going to be involved in it, but I was so excited to go out and work with children because I thought, I know it's there, I know it's there, I know this is going to work, I know this is going to work. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And I worked with this one girl that wasn't reading at all. And within a couple of weeks, she just started reading. And it was like a whole world opened up for her. Mm And that happened with another boy. I, I consistently proved it to myself before I even thought of you know, telling other people about it. Mm-hmm. So I would say it helps everyone because this exponential information just being thrown at us, we all need to clean up our words and maybe restabilize ourselves. Mm-hmm. So I, I think I got lost there. What was your question? <laughs>
0: yeah. So I was gonna ask you, so how long have you been working with this tool?
1: Uh, it came out publicly in 2013. And so during that time, we've accumulated a lot of testimonials. And we have a parenting group where people that, uh, that are using the tool can get together and talk about the different ways they're using the tool. So there's a lot of support within this. Right.
0: Yeah, that's another thing I actually wanted to ask too, is um, if people wanted to find out about this, um, where would they go? Would they contact you or how would they find out about
1: it? They can contact me in the Northeast. Uh, You can also go to techno, T-E-C-H-N-O slash tutor, T-U-T-O-R dot com. And there's a place there. There's a telephone number you can call or you can send an email in and request a presentation. Mm -hmm.
0: Well, it's evident that you love working with children and you love seeing your orchestra light up (laughs) as they learn the notes.
1: But, yeah yeah well, it's, uh-huh. it's cool it's a cool thing to see i mean i i liken it to men sometimes <laughs> we all know that our our male friends and acquaintances can become very agitated but they can have moments of this calm and where they give really good direction it's usually when they're calm
0: uh-huh.
1: um i think that's you know touching into their innocence and i think our children have that and it starts to be lost by the third grade there's a lot of uh you know behaviors that we would rather not deal with Mm -hmm. so what i say when you have that calm and that certainty that grace that natural grace that we all have and we want to have with our with the people that we have relationships with Mm -hmm. it brings more of that out Mm -hmm. Very cool
0: so, what gives you personally the most um, happiness and joy in your life? Besides, I know helping children.
1: <laughs> mm, let me think of something. I, I suppose I was, I was chatting with somebody the other day, and we'd been talking quite a bit, and there was a level of mutual understanding. I mean, you can smile, but there's a kind of smile when your cheeks go up and your whole face lights up. Mm-hmm. And those moments, you know, there's a real connection when you have a real insight, just like, you know, when I see the children and I see that moment where I'm like, what's that? I mean, it's like they're opening up. I think bringing that into the world and, you know, having that life, you know, that joy, that awe, that natural, it's like you're, I guess, reigniting that state of awe, that we have as children and that so many of us as, as adults have kind of lost, like, where is that? Like bringing that here is, is the greatest joy, yeah. I think.
0: <laughs> wow. So, And then you have children of your own who are grown. You have grandchildren,
1: children. I don't have grandchildren yet. I have two boys and they're 26 and 28. And they're both in the New York area right now. Um, they're both doing very well. Um, one chose a very safe path and is doing very well in in computer sciences. And my other son took, you know, the family cultural path. They, by 25, they finished a, um, MFA in oil painting. <laughs> and I kept, they were very good at math and I kept saying to them with each program, You sure you don't want to go do math? You sure you don't want to go do something like this? (laughs) But since they had gone through and I knew they were going to graduate by 25, I was like, okay, he really wants to do this. Worst case scenario, you know, he could go back to school and do something else. So I let it be. Mm -hmm. So he's in New York uh, following that path and doing very well. He's been doing some illustration work for some one company. So All's good, and that friend. Awesome. So you
0: pivoted from being a violinist, a mom, <laughs> to going into education, reading specialist. Yeah. Into this new endeavor that mixes. How beautiful is that? How could how could that ever be designed any better than the, <laughs> the musical background? it's and techno tutor that uses like a metronome or you know something it's very musical in a way
1: well words I think words are very musical and I mean we all know it if as a parent you have young children you walk into a room you assess everybody in the room you're like listening to a musical sculpture and you're picking your friends but you know your comfort zone and what you know so I always say yeah, in a way, I'm I'm looking at sound and what it forms. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think that's fundamental and very important.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, so I say, yeah, that's my journey. <laughs> Words and sound. I have the perfect background for it, that's for sure.
0: <laughs> yeah, it couldn't come together any more beautifully. And who would have thought? <laughs> but, and, and I just want to emphasize this because, you know, anybody listening... You might think, well, gosh, I'm doing this now, but I really would like to do that over there. And you think, oh, this is really different or that's a different direction. I'm never going to be able to do that because it's really opposite of this. But I've found in my life and I'm seeing in your life that all the pieces start to go together. All the pieces start to go together to become the person that you are. Right. special gift. No one can explain the things you're explaining the way you explain them. Right, your right, background. Even if they had training from the company, no one can explain it because they, not, they never felt, unless they're a musician, they haven't felt the music. They haven't had the experience of orchestrating kids <laughs> or their notes.
1: Right. They, you know. I, I do want to say it's really interesting if you think about it. Um, words, in a way, are things. They're, they're audible. They're auditory. They're tangible, they create forms. I think they fit all the the all the things we use. So when people say, well, I'm an auditory learner, or I'm a visual learner, or I'm a tangible, you know, I need to touch things, I'm like, words are all those things. Wow. And I think that's why language is a fundamental thing that humans do, because it uses all of those all of those abilities. If anything, if you say you're a visual learner, you know, if you're using words and you're thinking of them as visual things that paint pictures, mm-hmm. you know, you're going to improve your auditory ability or your your tangible ability, your your sense of touch and presence. It's going to help you in whatever field you're in. And I've seen that happen. It. Um, We've actually had people use it who do a lot of sports and they you know, integrate the words in relation to their sport and their focus ability improves within the sport.
0: Yeah, that, that, makes, that makes so much sense. And I was thinking, how does this affect people as far as um, complex uh, problem solving? Because I know I, when I see so many people in front of a screen not out running around playing sports, dancing or whatever, just, you know, not moving. Um, I think to myself, what's going to happen when, you know, we're old and, and these young people are coming up and they have to make complex um, you know, decisions.
1: How does that help? That's a really good question. And Ash, I was talking to somebody about that today. They have a 12 year old who's they really looked at the screen time and they found out that she'd been having a lot of screen time and it's easy with the coronavirus and being shut in to get involved in that and i thought well you know if you start practicing your words and you're processing language a little bit more you're improving your processing ability so then you have to actively incorporate you know doing real-time things like taking a drawing class or you know getting an activity I suggested you know get get a family activity where you all build a box even if it's a kit Mm -hmm. because you're getting out of that one type of use and focus of your body and going into expanding your space you know and focus in another area yeah we need to consciously do that Mm -hmm. so is there going to be as much resistance to that kind of change if you're not having to think about your words Mm
0: -hmm. yeah and um, yeah so as as we move forward um, like you said we are getting so much information all the time that we have to process every second of the day from every where, I mean, I walk into my house and right now I have adult children and a grandchild living with me. Everybody might have a TV or a phone or an iPad. They're all listening to different things and all this stimulation coming in. So we do need that time to be able to sit and actually physically work on a
1: project or physically um, change up our spatial presence because we become what we practice. So if a child is spending their developmental years you know really looking at a screen all the time when you ask them to suddenly change that environment and use themselves in a completely different way they're going to resist. They're not going to be comfortable in that. So we have to actively do things that you know change up have us use our body and change up our presence in the space. But I, you know, I see improvement in that with when you remove that whole language thing, because you're able to communicate, which is already developing more a greater fluidity and changeability. Again, it goes back to the desktop, because you're not having to think about the words so much, you can extend your natural presence. Mm -hmm.
0: Does that
1: make sense?
0: And that makes sense. Um, I have a granddaughter living with me now. And she's, Lynn Lover, she's like 18 or 19 months. And she's just at the point where she's starting to say words. She says a lot of things that we don't understand, but she's starting to say words and some that we can understand. And you can just see on her face how empowered she feels when she says something and we understand what she said and how frustrated she is when she says something and we can't figure out what she's
1: trying to say. Yeah, and, that, and yet we become what we practice, so that initial experience is one of pure frustration. One thing I can say, if you go to the TechnoTutor website, we have TechnoTutor babies now, and they're learning to speak and read at 18 months, and I think our 3 they're a little over three now, and they're almost reading at a second grade level. And ironically, we know that the most successful people in the world, let's you know, go to the extreme and look at Elon Musk or Warren Buffett, they, were all, they could pick up a book at seven and read about anything. Yeah. So if you remove all of that difficulty from a child's life and you do it a little bit every day, starting at 13 months, you, you are developing a child that will have no fear in terms of learning and communicating. Mm-hmm. I mean we need I mean, would you agree we need more people like that in the world?
0: We definitely do, oh, it would make everyone's lives better, the children, the parents, the teachers
1: <laughs> it would make everyone's you know job easier yeah, yeah, so definitely yeah, it's an awesome tool
0: so I have learned I- so much from you know talking to you about this, and um any other thoughts on education what a child needs you have so much background in
1: this (laughs) (laughs) well one of the things i remember that really surprised me in the you know when i really i guess i had that eureka moment and really looking at how important vocabulary is uh, one of the things that i asked in the school was why aren't we doing more vocabulary and the, the one, he was a vice principal and a fourth grade teacher, and he'd been doing it for about 30 years. And he just looked at me and he said, vocabulary in the school is the hardest thing to do. It's so hard that everybody avoids it. And I was like, well, wait a minute, how can that be? (laughs) Mm -hmm. And yet I can understand it because, you know, going back to what I touched on before teachers, you know, has 15, 16, 20, 25 students in a room. Does she really have time to make sure the children know all the words? You know, she's got to go on to the next lesson and she, you know, it's, I'm sure she wants to, it's, it's not that she doesn't want to, or it's just they can't. Mm-hmm. So if you think about, you have all these children coming to school and they've got you know varying degrees of knowing their vocabulary, which is actually researched. There's a book called, um, 30, or there, it's known as the 30 million word gap And that's where your low-income children and your blue-collar children, your middle-class children, the difference in the number of words they know is incredible. I mean, if if you're in a home and your parents don't really have a big vocabulary and say they're always saying, don't do this, don't do that, which are reprimands instead of giving direction Mm -hmm. in a low-income home, They'll get, let's, I don't remember the exact numbers, they'll hear, you know, seven reprimands to every direction, and they're not hearing very much vocabulary. So how is that programming the child in those first seven years? You know, they have this awe and this desire to understand, and it's constant, they're practicing it being pushed down and they don't have the means to talk about it. So you go to the other extreme where you've got, let's just use a middle-class family, you know, they're hearing seven you know, directives that affirm the child and maybe two or three reprimands. So they're naturally going, you know, also to do that, you're gonna be hearing a better vocabulary and the home is gonna be more stable. So there's gonna be a 31 million word gap by the time they get to the third grade that's huge yes it's it's huge and I think it's very important to understand and I think even most of us have had this in our childhood where you know those non affirmations that you know push down you know don't question and that happens ten times and we're so exquisite we learn everything we do that's that all being pushed down so it's even known it's called the 30 million 30 million word gap that it's so important to have the affirmations and hear the language and have the opportunity in real time in order for you to be able to get up and do you know and walk out of fears so the research is is fascinating on this and Another thing that's going on is there's a, you know, there's the war in, you know, phonics and whole word recognition. And then the thing that came after that, where they use whole language, they mix a lot of these things together, but children, you know, they absorb the language, even in the womb, they catch it. The other thing is when a child, they know that self-discovery is the strongest way to learn. So in just, you know, practicing the words the children are going to pick up those phonetic patterns they're going to start seeing the chunking of the words and be able to read the middle syllable in the word word if they start practicing them so you it's kind of a mixture of give direction but let the child discover but that practice has to be there so techno tutor it allows the child to practice the words, say the words, integrate them in the rapid learning ability of accelerated learning using the senses. It offers you to practice the words where there are no pictures because the word intrinsically is the power. Mm-hmm. And then you build the association to a, a living experience. So, and then you're discovering the patterns in, you know, in the words themselves in how words are used. And you're not having to think about them so much that you can process behaviors better. So it's fascinating how in all the research and reading, it matches how we work. It's really fascinating.
0: It it is really fascinating and beautiful. Thank you so much for explaining that. in actually very clear, clear way. So thank you. I hope so. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And thank you so much for being on the podcast today and, sharing all your knowledge, and I encourage anyone uh, with children, or if you're an adult, and this could help you, um, yeah. you know, check out Techno Tutor and um, see how it can enhance your life. Cool. So, yeah, and before we get off, I always ask people this question, what do you um, allow someone to have the most incredible, magnificent life?
1: What do I think that would allow someone to have the most incredible, magnificent life? I would say right now, the greatest moments in my life are when I give, and I give unconditionally. For example, I would say, you know, seeing that those things open up in a child, it's, you know, that is the value. It's like, I don't need recognition for it. You know, because I enjoy being that myself and I, you know, to some extent realize, oh my God, where is that? I want to find that. Mm -hmm. And that's the value. So I think the greatest joy is when you see something or you give something that opens the world up or you open the world up Mm -hmm. and then you don't need any validation for it because you did, you know, it, it is so no, it's something you can hold and nobody can take away
0: beautiful <laughs> thank you so much
1: thank you and um
0: thanks for being the podcast and we will talk to you again soon
1: thank you kimberly it was awesome meeting you